Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Got some football to talk about, have some basketball to talk about as well, but let's start out this edition of the Jayhawker Talker Podcast talking about the Liberty Bowl because this is the last time You'll hear this podcast before the Liberty Bowl is played. That's right. Next week, I'll be doing a podcast a little bit later in the week due to Christmas. I'll be traveling. So I'll be back next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast to discuss what happened in the Liberty Bowl. But for this week, let's do a Liberty Bowl preview. That's right. It is your Kansas Jayhawks taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks December 28th. That is next Wednesday. And it is the 64th Liberty Bowl, and it's going to be played in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Kansas Jayhawks' first time playing Arkansas in a bowl game. The series does date back quite a few years ago. 1905 and 1906 was the other two meetings between these two teams. And Kansas actually won both of those meetings. The first time they met in 1905, they won the game 6-0. to and then in 1906, they won the game 37-5. to Obviously, that was over a century ago. So it has been a while since Kansas and Arkansas have faced off in football. And it should be a fantastic matchup. Two teams that are 6-6 six and six, looking for a winning season. And going into this game, a lot of people thought that it was going to be Kansas and Mizzou playing because Mizzou had a 6-6 six and six record as well. But Mizzou ducks Kansas. They get the Gasparilla Bowl. They'll be playing uh, on the 22nd. Uh, not that we care about what Mizzou's doing right now, but here we go with Kansas and Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. And if you want to know when the, tip or the kickoff is, I'm thinking about basketball again already. The kickoff, 4.30 Central Time on ESPN. You got Dave O'Brien and Dan Mullen as your play-by-play and analyst. You got Taylor McGregor as the sideline reporter. And again, it is Kansas's first bowl game since 2008. They're very excited about this. You can tell within the fan base that the fan base is excited about it because they sold out their original allotment of tickets and they got more and they keep selling these tickets out. So my prediction is... If you're going to Memphis, Tennessee on December 26th, 27th, 28th, maybe the day of the game, you're going to be seeing a lot of crimson and blue around Memphis, Tennessee. And it's going to be exciting. First bowl game in 13 years coming up here for the Jayhawks. And there's just an energy around it. When the the Jayhawks started the season 5-0, there was an energy around the program that we hadn't felt in years, in over a decade. And Lance Leipold came in here to Kansas. Not sure what to expect out of him. He's turned around a couple of programs before. But what happens is the Kansas Jayhawks win two games his first season, and then they come out on fire. 5-0 and starts the season. Still, there were doubters out there. Not sure what to expect. But comes in to that sixth game, college game day shows up in Lawrence, Kansas. Nobody thought it was going to happen. Nobody thought the Jayhawks were going to be 5-0. But you know what? 
they played TCU, who at the time was also 5-0. and Both teams ranked in the top 20. And college game day came to Lawrence, Kansas for the first time. This is a season to remember. Now, they ended up only winning six games. They did lose that game to TCU uh, when college game day showed up in Lawrence. TCU, as many of you now know, in the college football playoff. So, Kansas has had a fantastic season, especially compared to what they have been in the past. The Jayhawks, 6-6 six and six on the year. They're going into this one trying to finish the season with a winning record, and I do think they can do that. We'll talk about that here coming up uh, as we get more into the ins and outs of the game, but it's it's going to be – it's tough to say with Arkansas's fan base what they're thinking right now because it's just – for Arkansas, it was a letdown of a season. They came into the season with high expectations. They – Lost a lot of games down the stretch. They lost to Mizzou in the final week of the regular season. So it's one of those things where the Arkansas fan base really is not fired up. The Kansas fan base, despite them losing more games than winning down the stretch, they're still fired up about this six-win season because they haven't been to a bowl game since 2008. So with this hot start to the season for Kansas, starting out 5-0, and the fan base really never let down. They were out there selling out games all the way down to the final game of the season against Texas. So Kansas fans are going to show up. Arkansas fans, not as likely to show up for this one. But what's going to happen? What is going to happen in this game for the Kansas Jayhawks, who the last bowl game they went to was the Insight Bowl in 2008. They beat Minnesota 42-21. The Jayhawks are 5-1 and one in their last six bowl games, including three straight bowl wins. So this is going to be one of those games where you think Kansas comes out, maybe has a slight edge. Arkansas actually opened up the favorites as a seven-point favorite. Now it's down to a four-point favorite last I saw, and the Jayhawks come into this one as an underdog. Now, for this season... It was, like I said, a, the start to the season just just put the Jayhawks on the map. They had one of the highest scoring offenses in the league. To finish the season, they finished averaging 34.2 points per game, which ranked 28th in the country this year. And it's their most since 2007. Now, Kansas' highest scoring average over the last 10 seasons, 23.5 points, in 2019. So they're over 10 points their best average over the last 10 years, which is absolutely incredible. They saw their success turned around under Lance Leipold in just one season. His second season with the Jayhawks, already six wins. And you know what happened? They went into the transfer portal. They grabbed guys that maybe were being overlooked by other teams. I think of the linebacker Craig Young from Ohio State. Comes in here, the starter right away. Lonnie Phelps coming from a smaller program. Stepping up for the Jayhawks, becoming their best pass rusher from day one. And then you have some recruits that stuck around. Some guys that Lance Leipold brought in as well. You have Jalen Daniels, the starting quarterback, who led the team to a 5-0 and start before getting hurt in week six against TCU. You've got sophomore 
cornerback Kobe Bryant named to the All Big 12 first team this year. An incredible season by Kobe Bryant, and he did miss a couple of games due to a injury. So it's very the the Kansas Jayhawks have what it takes to get this win. Like I said, they've got players on both sides of the ball. They've got Jalen Daniels at quarterback. They've got Mason Fairchild at tight end. Both second team All Big Twelve team players. Center Mike Nowitzki even a second team All Big Twelve this year. You've also got your running back, Devin, the real deal, Neil. He's a running back who is electrifying. You To start the season, you had a three-headed trio in what could have been the best running back room in the Big 12. Had a couple injuries. Daniel Highshaw injured early in the season. Uh, but what Devin Neal has done this year has been nothing short of amazing. Love what Devin Neal has done this year for the Kansas Jayhawks, giving them another element to their offense. And what the Kansas Jayhawks need to be mindful of in this game. Of course, I think that they can go out there and score a lot of points. I don't think Arkansas's defense is anything special. I think that Kansas's offense can be special if they're healthy and firing on all cylinders, obviously scoring about 34 points per game this year. But Arkansas... The team on the other side of the field finished 3-5 and five in the SEC after starting as a top 15 team in the nation. And they do have K.J. Jefferson at quarterback, who was very solid this year. 22 touchdowns to just four interceptions. And that's where you got to be careful with the Arkansas Razorbacks. If you're the Kansas Jayhawks defense, who has at times, I'm not going to say they were lazy. That's not the right word. But they were... Uh, up and down. They weren't consistent this year. There was times they looked like they could be really good on the defensive side of the ball, and then there was times where they would just let a team have touchdowns on four straight possessions. So we'll see early on what defense is showing up for the Kansas Jayhawks in this one. Hopefully we'll be able to see a three and out to start the game. But K.J. Jefferson, the quarterback for Arkansas, is a quarterback that you need to be mindful of at all times. He's a guy that can run the ball, pass the ball. Uh, he can he can sling it all over the field. He can he also has the ability, like the Kansas quarterback Jalen Daniels, to be able to 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 take over a game in the run pass option. So KJ KJ Jefferson is a guy that you need to be mindful of at all times need to stay in your lanes. If you're a pass rusher, you don't want to over-pursue. If you're a defensive end who's just supposed to keep him on the edge, that's that's you got to play mindful defense. You need to be do your assignments and not try to do too much. That's what the Kansas Jayhawks defense needs to do. Otherwise, KJ Jefferson could start to pick them apart. Now, I do think the Kansas Jayhawks offense can keep pace with Arkansas. Now, it'll be up to the coaching to make the adjustments at halftime as well to see how far they can get in this one. I think, I do believe Kansas can come out of this one with a win. Despite being the four-point underdog, I think there's a good chance that Kansas can come out of this game as a winner, fourth straight bowl win, and to continue to launch the program into their next uh, 
phase, I guess you could say. Year one of Lance Leipold, two wins. Year two of Lance Leipold, six wins. If they get the win in the bowl game, that's seven wins. They finish the season with a winning record. Next season, I think this bowl game, if they get the win, which I think that they're going to do, they can launch that from a seven-win season into a nine-win season. Nobody will be predicting that. No one's going to be projecting that. Just like this season, Vegas had the over-under at 2.5 wins for the Kansas Jayhawks. They come out of nowhere, apparently to the rest of the nation. I thought that they were going to win six games this year, but I was one of maybe a handful of people in the nation that thought that. But next year, you go from six wins, seven wins after you get the bowl game win, to nine wins, maybe ten wins next season. And that's what Lance Leipold can do for you as the Kansas Jayhawks coach. So I'm really excited about this bowl game. Liberty Bowl coming up. December 28th, 4.30 kickoff on ESPN between Kansas and Arkansas. Going to be a fantastic matchup. I cannot wait for it. Next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast, we are going to break down the Liberty Bowl, talk about how Kansas had such a good game plan, talk about how they got the win over Arkansas, and talk about how they're going to use this win to boost them into the future. I can't wait to talk about it next week on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. And yes, football was the biggest story of the fall in Lawrence, Kansas. But it is basketball season. So let's talk about some basketball. Your Kansas Jayhawks up to number four in the latest Associated Press poll. Very excited about that. This coming off the heels of an 84-62 win over Indiana, who was ranked number 14 heading to last week. Now they're ranked number 18. A very solid team out of the Big Ten a blue blood program. And of course, before that, Kansas uh, absolutely dominated Missouri 95-67 in Columbia, Missouri. But let's talk about this Kansas-Indiana game, how things broke down there. And really, once again, in the first half, it was the Grady Dick show. He balled out once again, started the game three for three from three-pointers, started this uh, game five for five from the field, and Dick Vitale was on the uh, broadcast. And what I love about Dick Vitale is no matter how old he is, he still has that childlike excitement for the game of basketball. And anytime Grady Dick would hit a shot, he's like, he's never going to miss again, baby. So you got Dick Vitale out there in Lawrence, Kansas, at Allen Fieldhouse, going absolutely bonkers over Grady Dick. And yes, I did start the hashtag Dick Loves Dick because Dick Vitale absolutely was in love with Grady Dick's game on Saturday. Uh, He led the team in scoring by the end of the game with 20 points, finished the day 8 for 12 shooting. And once again, Grady Dick just shows his athleticism, shows his uh, sharp shooter skills from the outside. And yes, once again, shows his backdoor skills with the way he can cut to the hoop and get a pass from his teammate and be able to make a layup from any angle. He's just got some crazy angles to his uh, his layup game. And then he even throws down a dunk every once in a while too. So Grady Dick, one of the most exciting freshman college players in college basketball, just happens to be in Lawrence, Kansas, playing for your Kansas Jayhawks this year. And he's one of the reasons why I think Kansas can once again make a deep run in March Madness. But you know what else you had on Saturday? One of the deepest games from your bench 
all season. Now, we've talked about how the Kansas starting five, K.J. Adams, Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, Dewan Harris Jr., and Kevin McCullough Jr., those are the keys to the car. Those are the straw that stirs the drink. But now you've got guys coming off the bench who are giving you some moments. Now, this past week, K.J. Adams once again had some monstrous dunks, had some big plays. Uh, Jalen Wilson actually took a step back this game, let other guys make plays. He only had 11 points this game. He did have eight rebounds, so really close to another double-double. He averages a double-double on the season for every game. But like I said, Grady Dick led the way with 20 points. Dewan Harris Jr., 10 assists and 10 points, had a double-double there. Had the rare uh, 10 assists, 10-point double-double. And then you had Kevin McCuller Jr., 11 points and 11 rebounds. So those two guys had double-doubles while Jalen Wilson took a step back this game. They didn't really need Jalen Wilson to go out there and have a dominant performance as they beat Indiana 84-62 in this game in Lawrence, Kansas. But what I was getting to there was before uh, the, the, the players that came off the bench for the Jayhawks, it was Zuby Ejiofer, who's a big man who's coming off the bench for K.J. Adams. He got in there, 12 minutes in the game, scored eight points. And then what do you got from Bobby Pettiford, his biggest uh, playing time of the year, 22 minutes, scored 10 points, had four assists, two rebounds. You love to see that from Pettiford because they wanted him in there whenever Dewan Harris Jr. gets into foul trouble because Dewan Harris, one of the best defenders in the Big 12, one of the best defenders in the nation, you want Pettiford to be the guy that can come off the bench and spell Harris whenever they need him to. He showed that he can do that, and that's, again, why I'm excited for this Jayhawks team. As the season rolls along, you've got those guys that can come off the bench now. They can give you some minutes, and you don't have to rely fully on those starting five. So very excited to see where this Kansas team goes. Their next game is coming up Thursday against Harvard. Harvard unranked right now, 7-4 and four on the year. KU, like I said earlier, ranked number four in the nation with a 10-1 and one record. That game is a 6 o'clock tip-off in Lawrence, Kansas at Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And the game is going to be played on ESPN2. So that about does it for this show, for this episode of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. You can get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on at Jayhawker Talker. We can keep the conversation going. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Check out what everybody's doing over there. Good stuff at heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.